Hey, hey guys! <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Dorm Room Diaries. I'm Lily. And I'm Leela. And we're your hosts. We're so excited that you're here. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode is all about our orientation experiences as freshmen at Princeton. From international orientation to our small group experiences and everything in between, we can't wait to share with you. So let's get into it. So Leela, <laughs> I know you attended international orientation because you're British, so you want to share a little bit about that because you got here before like people who are domestic came. I did. So I arrived three days before everyone else. Um, and I'm definitely really grateful for that experience. I think at first I was nervous to be moving. I mean, I think everyone was nervous. Yeah, to be definitely. In, but in hindsight, it was a great opportunity. I'm really glad that I was, I'm in a quad for reference. Mm-hmm. So um, I was glad that I was able to move in before the rest of my yeah. roommates. Did you choose quad, like which room and which bed you wanted? I did. So actually, interesting story about that. We could see the floor plans. I don't know if you yes, looked. Yes, no, could, I did. Yeah. Because you could see what like, the layout of your room would be you like. You can, like, go on to the Princeton website, and once you get, like, your Princeton ID and things like that, you can log in, and it gives you the floor plans to, like, all the dorms. Right. So the housing portal let me see what my room was going to look like. In my quad, the configuration is kind of two doubles off of a common room, mm-hmm. and so I could see that one of the doubles was this kind of corner room that had the most windows, and I was instantly like, I love natural light, so. Yeah. No, I, like, I completely the, in the same This is going to be the room that I want. We kind of knew who would be with who, as yeah. in, like, the two people that would be in each double together, I guess, of the quad. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to my roommate, and I was like, look, I think this room is going to be... I mean, since I'm getting it three years earlier, I think yeah. I'm going to take this room because it looks like it gets the most natural light and has yeah. the most windows, and it's on the corner. And that was totally the plan until I rocked up, and I realized that, first of all, neither of the room had a great view. They were supposed to be looking over this beautiful field. Yeah, there's a lot of construction going on by our dorm there is a whole lot of construction and you're facing the construction side i'm not I i'm facing that field which is under yeah. construction for some new irrigation system and it it's won't be take, done for like it's gonna take so years. long so i have a beautiful view out of my room but i did realize that these windows of floor to ceiling which sounds really appealing but the other one had a window ledge and i really wanted to be able to put stuff down on that window ledge so yeah. i ended up taking that room um i did everyone says that you want the bed furthest away from the door i chose that subconsciously it wasn't yeah. like an i want it furthest away from the door i'd get that sorry to my roommate but you know what <laughs> we're all very happy with our rooms i think everyone everyone's room looks really cute um really yeah, no, it does. so i think it just yeah, yeah. i think that's interesting because I'm in a double but I moved in second so I didn't get to choose my bed or like my view or anything Mm. and my roommate's window is definitely bigger she gets more of the natural light for sure but I still get some and I don't mind mine at all and my bed is definitely closer to the door but Mm. I feel like the door's in a good spot it doesn't really infringe on either of us yeah i mean unless it's like opening up onto you which it doesn't it's <laughs> yeah. not really in like any and we're, scenario. <laughs> we're staring at it right now because we are sitting in my room right now <laughs> just so you guys know it's not yeah i mean i wouldn't complain yeah. about that, if that but was i loved my room anyway back to international orientation. back to international orientation so Sorry, what did you guys going. do because i mean obviously probably wasn't repetitive to what we did when everyone was here so like what was that like there was a series of events. I mean, it was all very well organized. I will mm-hmm. say it's like back-to-back events. And that's something that yeah. happened throughout regular yeah, orientation say, as well. So, I mean, pretty it's pretty nonstop. Too. You arrive there. And I will say what was nice the first day was that all the events were optional. So, mm-hmm. that, so I basically spent the entirety of the first day unpacking Unpack, yeah, everything I was with my say. parents. Um, I was lucky my parents were able to help me move in. 
Um, and then after that, we did have a mandatory dinner, and it was like an American-style cookout. Oh, <laughs> interesting. In international orientation, we had we were in groups. Uh-huh. Um, and you had two group leaders, so there are two okay. people that have already done international orientation. Okay, so they're years. just like upperclassmen who were international as well? Yes, okay. correct. Um, they kind of guide you through the process, and you really do everything within your groups. But um, I was able to meet some other people through friends that I had met. I met some people in the UK that were also coming to Princeton, which mm-hmm. is nice. That's so true. I was able to meet some of their friends um, and formed a friend group from that. But That's my true. international orientation group was also great. That's good. Um, yeah, we, did, we had a Target trip. <laughs> we had lots of talks. A lot of the talks that were pretty similar to what we had okay, afterwards. Cool. But it was, I mean, I didn't mind the repetition. Mm-hmm. We had a breakfast with professors. And then a scavenger hunt. And That's we had, cute. like, a big closing dinner. It was a lot of fun. I'm really glad I did it. Really grateful I was mm-hmm. able to move in three days earlier. My roommate actually okay. showed up um, in Princeton a day before. She's from California. So I was actually able to show her the room, and she was able to bring in a couple of her bags the oh, day before, so which good. was nice. Because I know convenient. it, like, rained on move-in day, which yeah, it did. was the best. It was, it was cloudy when I did because I came – I didn't come super early in the morning, but I came around, like, 10, 30, 11. Mm-hmm. So it was just cloudy, but the rest of the day it was raining. Um, I got lucky because the time I moved in, it was kind of a slower period. I think that 8.30 was the earliest you could move in, which is when my roommate moved in. And I feel like the people who were really on top of it all signed up for that time. And then by the time he got to me, it was like this weird median time and then the rest of the people weren't moving in till like noon. So I got Mm -hmm. lucky with like getting all my stuff up here and unpacking because the hallway wasn't crowded and I really didn't run into anyone until our meeting later in the day with our floor but our dorm is not close to many classes or anything like that so for move-in day that was pretty good because the traffic wasn't bad I mean if you were in central campus you probably would have had a very hard time unpacking things like that and we were extremely spoiled with how we moved in I mean I assume I don't know if they had this for international orientation but we had movers who moved us in so they said that they did but I did not find any I also didn't even find any of the orange bins so I have my dad and my brother carrying things tell me more about what it was like um with the sign up so I didn't realize that you signed up for move-in spots because we we just had kind of like show up whenever you want I mean obviously it's a much smaller pool of people that are arriving but yeah you got to show up whenever and and I know that my roommates were like okay this is my move-in slot so mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was randomly assigned or if it was just like first come no, first serve like it was, sign up yeah it was first come first serve sign up the system to do it was pretty crappy actually because it was through this app and it's like this my Princeton app but it always crashes like it it's how you sign up for most things on campus and this is how you signed up for your orientation slot but it didn't work very well for a lot of people is what I heard but you could sign up for a slot from like 8 30 to I want to say like 1 1 30 maybe and you basically got half an hour slot to have your car parked in front of the building but we don't have much of a lot near our dorm so it was kind of like a pull through system like you would unload and then go park the car somewhere else and then come back um So the half an hour slot was pretty arbitrary. It was just kind of, you got there unloaded. Like, they didn't confirm it when you got there because of traffic and all of that. So you kind of just got there when you got there. And um, movers would come up to your car, take all of your stuff out into these big orange bins. I think some of them are blue. And they basically looked like big laundry bins. 
and then they would roll them up through the elevator up to your room and you would unpack them so very grateful they made it very easy for us to do that definitely but there were definitely ups and downs in terms of how many people were coming in at a time like they said they were going to put a cap on how many people were moving in at any set time, but you could tell that it was a very uneven distribution in that sense. Anyway, I feel like that was basically move-in day, and we touched a little bit upon the first few days um, after moving in. Upon moving in, we didn't really talk until, like, we the very talk. end of orientation. Right, like, right until we got back. We have these small group experiences. We'll talk about those in a sec. I think I kind of spent most of my time with my roommates and my friends yeah. in Mayo, which was, I, it was really nice that I had that from group already. Yeah. And I kind of hung out with them, especially on move-in day when everyone was coming in with their parents, and obviously our parents had left three days prior, so mm-hmm. we were just kind of there. But, I mean, we had a pretty packed schedule from the get-go. We met with our RCA. We love our RCA. Shout out. Hi, Ethan. Ethan. We love you. We love you, Ethan. Um, we had a welcome dinner with our Z group. Z group is your advisee group with your RC. And we got so lucky with our floor. We have oh, a great sure. floor. A great Anyone floor. on our floor listening, we love you. Shout out to our floor as well. Yeah, um, you guys are great. Anyway, we had a dinner <laughs> with everyone, and then we had our first Z group meeting. I think everyone getting to know each other was a little fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I remember my first impression of Lila. <laughs> Fake Brit. Okay, you're shit on a different episode. <laughs> Fucking too juicy. Um, <laughs> And then we had an ice cream social, which was an interesting experience because it was pitch dark. There was oh this God, giant was ice sculpture. And in, in retrospect, it was pretty cool. But I think everyone was a little overwhelmed. And there was this kind of mosh pit situation. Oh my God, but it guys. Was, do not what go night. to the ice cream social. Any incoming Princeton <laughs> freshman, here's my advice. Don't go to the ice cream social. I actually disagree. I know because I met people there and I like followed them on Instagram became mutuals but it was those superficial friendships like I don't talk to these people I've never really seen them it was the music was too loud and bad well sorry I'm being a Debbie Downer right now but like no I totally disagree I think that you should put yourself out there like this you can put yourself out there in different things the ice cream social sucked don't be mean about the ice cream social. I look, I look, I agree that the ice cream social is maybe not the best orientation. And look, it's really hard for the university to organize this kind of thing. No, so I props completely to them understand for organizing that. This. It's hard to meet people because it's really dark. It's obviously the night. The music's really loud. Um, however, I, I mean, would, I would recommend, look, go to these events because you're only going to get to go to them once. No, I agree with that. And I agree that the university is doing its best to kind of have you get to know people and form friendships and relationships prior to classes Mm -hmm. starting the ice cream social just was not it and it wasn't I don't think that was just a personal thing it wasn't just me who disliked it and its execution but yeah definitely go to all your orientation events I'm not telling you not to the ice cream social just wasn't it was something else okay okay so Like we said before, we had small group experiences, and there were three categories for that. So, Leela and I were actually in two different categories, which will serve as a good starting point for this. But there was outdoor action. So, Leela went on OA, outdoor action. I went on CA, which is community action. And the other one was DDA, which my roommate went out on. <laughs> Shout out Sophia. Sophia, what was it called? Dialogue and Difference in Action. Dialogue and Difference in Action. You heard it here. Those were the three groups. I think OA was by far the largest group. 
CI was next, and then DDA was the smallest. And DDA was also the best. <laughs> okay. Okay, there whatever. There were a very small group of people that went on DDA. I think yeah. around 700 people did OA this year. 700? And that's what my OA That's absurd. Said. 700 is huge. But DDA was 50. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I guess DDA is the rest. So I don't know if you heard, Sophia. DDA was about 50 people. OA was like 700. And our incoming class, what? It's like 1,000, right? So CA was the rest, which is what I went to. And at my location in specific, we had like 100 people. So there were a bunch of other locations. So those must have been smaller. Anyway, Lila, tell us about OA. I will say that OA was very well organized. Um, Shout out to Rick Curtis, (laughs) but also to my OA leaders and my entire OA group. Everyone was great. You're in groups of about 12 to 15 people with two to three leaders. We Mm -hmm. had three leaders and... I was assigned a base camp trip, which I was very grateful for because I dabbled in backpacking. <laughs> um, okay, I see you, Miss Hiker. <laughs> to to little avail because I'd, I'd had some unfortunate experiences. If you know what Duke of Edinburgh is, I did bronze Duke of Edinburgh. I know it's like one, it's one night and two days, but I had a rough time. I think I got food poisoning. Also, I just wasn't really built for the backpacking life. Um, <laughs> the bag was really heavy. We had to walk like seven miles a day. I was really bad at orienteering. You can only use a map and a compass. It was... Yeah, you don't have a good sense of It was of a little tough. I have a terrible sense of... Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> okay, um, well. Anyway, I didn't have the best time. And so I was really excited that I was in base camp because, A, the leaders are leading the hikes. I love a hike, but I don't want to have to be carrying great. my giant backpack. So yeah. you leave your backpack at the campsite. You sleep under a tarp. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very lucky with the weather, I will say, because yeah, rain, it was nice out. It was nice yeah, out. Those three days. The hikes were beautiful. The sleeping arrangement was rough, but you know what? It was like the first mental challenge of being at Princeton. The food was a little rough. <laughs> there were okay. bags of chicken and Ew. fish, which Ew. I I ate PB and J's every day. But you, you know should. what? I ate a lot of gorp. Gorp. Good old raisins and peanuts, yep. aka trail mix, which I love trail is. mix. We love trail mix. Lily loves trail mix. I actually. do. I'm out of it right now, but it was a great experience, and I'm really glad I did it. Um, and I met some really cool people. You have, you know, great conversations. I feel like I know those people. Yeah, on a very profound level, because it's much deeper than the superficial connections right. you made from earlier in orientation. I will say. I mean, those are the only people you talk to really for four days. Yeah, and you like you don't have a choice, right? And these groups are randomized. Exactly. So you have no idea what you're getting into or the people that you're going to meet. But I mean, you meet some great people. We played this thing, or we not really played a game. We did this activity called hometowns, where everyone in the group gets the floor for as long as they would like it, and they talk about their life up until that point and then you get to ask questions so you really get to know a lot about these people which is so nice and I made some great friends on my trip anyway tell me about CA please CA was great honestly so I was placed into the sub theme of youth development and CA had six themes I couldn't tell you all of them but I do remember my own and we basically like went to an off-campus location. I believe that there were some that were on campus, but mine was off-campus. It was like two hours off-campus. And we had like a mission project. It kind of gave me like Christian church service project vibes, but yeah, I, I, I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. But mine was like on this campsite in, I believe like northern New Jersey I do forget we did nothing really related to youth or development but that's kind of irrelevant it was just kind of funny we were like what are we doing here why are we in the middle of nowhere I thought I was gonna be working with kids because the location we were at was kind of like an old 
not an old campground, I guess it was active. So I thought that maybe we'd be working with kids on a daily basis. Um, we weren't. And they kind of tried to spin it that the youth development part was like they were developing us and we would have speakers talk to us. Um, it was interesting. Nonetheless, I had fun. And I definitely made closer friends. Shout out to my CA friends. I love you guys. We use our group chat daily. My CA leaders love you, you really guys do. too. Yeah, you, know, you have seen it. Like we do it all the For time. Sure. It was so great also because on this campground, they would kind of just like put out a basket of like all sorts of like balls and frisbees and like rackets and type thing. And between all of the meetings that we had and all the activities that we had for team building, they would just like let you go play. And like I would play Gaga Ball if you guys know what that is. And it was kind of a traumatizing experience there. But I also just like played pickup soccer with a bunch of random people, a lot of international students I met, and it was so fun. Felt like we finally got to be a kid, or like not finally got to be a kid, but it was like the last time we were because we were going to go back to the campus in a couple of days and start classes soon. So it was definitely a fun experience to kind of let loose with people you just met. And I would say a key component of CA was the brave spaces. Um, Charles and Caitlin, if you're listening to this, I never want to have a brave space again, (laughs) but it was kind of this opportunity where they would give us some sort of deep prompt and everyone would go around and share something and everyone took it so incredibly seriously, which was great because if there was like one person who wasn't taking it seriously and we were all trying to get deep, it would have been incredibly awkward and ineffective, but it was definitely fun and I got to know these people on such a deep level. I'm they're all amazing people. I love them all and very much still in contact with them. So I feel like I was so apprehensive about going on this trip, but ultimately it was probably one of the best parts of orientation because it didn't feel like orientation anymore, really. Like, obviously we all shared the fact that we were going to Princeton and that we were nervous for starting classes soon and that we were all kind of adjusting, but being all in the same boat and being kind of forced to connect was great. And I can't say the same for everyone, but I'm a pretty introverted person. So I was nervous about going and talking with a lot of people and like being forced to stay in a cabin with them for like three (laughs) nights. But honestly, it was great. And I got lucky with my group of people, but CA was definitely a highlight of orientation in my opinion. Okay, so at that, we'll talk about a little about after our trips um, there were only like two or three days maybe before classes right. started after we came back from our trips, if I'm not mistaken. But the best part about after these trips is that <laughs> it's when Leela and I met each other. Well, not really met, but like, you know, actually became, became friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we can tell a little about how we met, but we can save that for a different episode as well. Oh, yeah. So I obviously we're on the same floor. We basically started talking because we were chatting about our orientation trips. Yes. And we were, like, showing each other pictures. I mean, it was pretty cool. I, I had a pretty nature and scenic experience, um, although I wasn't sleeping in tents. Or it wasn't a tent. It was a tarp. A tarp. I, I want to stress that. Okay? Because if it had rained... Actually, my OA leader said that on their trip it rained. Like, oh that would have been, that must have been miserable. Like, can you imagine? I mean, no. Yes, you can, but you would have been soaking wet. Also, yeah, I could not have foreseen how cold it would get at night because I was freezing. Oh, yeah. I was really cold, too, because we were by a lake, so it made it freezing. Cabin, so okay, I understand. Also, I love that you're saying we were showing each other pictures. <laughs> I didn't use my phone for four days because 
it wasn't okay. encouraged to bring it on the trip. Well, I didn't bring it. In the conversation in which we began to talk, I was showing pictures with people. <laughs> Maybe you didn't contribute, but I was showing pictures, was and other pictures. people were showing their pictures from their trip. I was telling memories. Yeah, you were just Telling talking. stories. You do that well. <laughs> anyway, sorry, guys. We get along, I swear. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think that in meeting Leela, an important part of coming back from the orientation trips was reconnecting with people you had met prior because like I said I was apprehensive about going on my trip because I was nervous that I was just establishing connections with people from the first couple days of orientation and I was scared to lose it because it had been like four days of orientation when we got there and I know it was going to be four days away on this camping trip so I was like this is so weird I just met these people and now I'm leaving them so coming back I was really nervous about staying close with not only the people I met from CA but the people I met prior to that and like being hey I'm, I'm still here don't forget about me right and I also think that a lot of the friendships that I made beforehand I mean obviously I met some great people and I'm mm-hmm. still in contact with them but most of the interactions are very superficial to the extent where it's like introductions hi yeah. what's your name what res college are you in what's your intended major <laughs> yep <laughs> you know what's a fun fact about I mean even if you get that far yeah. what's your phone number or what's your Instagram and that's about it. Like and the then amount of mutuals people, I have that I've never interacted right, with. Right, like half the people that you half the people you never see again afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you know, we'll say hi to in passing. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's hard at first. You're like, am I gonna find my people? And you do, but it does take a minute. That's a hot tip for anyone coming in. No, a hundred percent. And we got lucky because I would say that we still found each other pretty early. Right. We did get lucky for sure. Yeah. Like before classes start. Yes. Is early. And, I mean, today when we're recording this is a month since I've been here, and in perspective, that doesn't sound like a lot at all, considering the semester is not even halfway done, and, like, it's our first year of college. I but feel like a month is still significant. Yeah, like, it feels like it's been a while. It's definitely a crucial month. It's not one of those months that kind of just passes by because there was so much going on. But considering how long orientation was in that month, it was, like, two weeks and I feel like the fact that we can make an entire episode about how our orientation was speaks a lot to how extensive it was. But anyway, to wrap this up, I think we should just kind of summarize everything. So, Lila, what was your favorite part of orientation, like, overall? Gosh, there are so many favorites. I don't know if I can choose. I know. That's kind one. of If I had question. to really narrow it down... um. I really liked the opening meeting and the opening exercises. I thought yeah, it was so it was it was like the inauguration. It's Wait, so you exciting. Need to explain you that we didn't president. talk enough about that. You have you attend this thing called opening exercises where the president of the university gives a speech, um, and some deans of the university, and you just get to hear. I don't know. It's like the big inauguration, yeah, the welcome is. to Princeton. It's so exciting. It's so beautiful to be in front of Nassau Hall. No, it's just, it it's, was so great. It's the moment that's most anticipated. I feel and like. it's when you walk through the gate for the first time. Yeah, you don't you do. know. You walk through the gate and then yeah. you walk out of it when you graduate. So there's like this big gate in front of Nassau. Fitz Randolph Gate. Fitz Randolph Gate. Yes, it is. During that ceremony, we walked through the big gate for the first time and went through our assembly, and that was great. Honestly, that might be my highlight of orientation, too, because 
I loved it. I also it made me feel so special. Highlight that was will also be your highlight, and it was the pre-read assembly. Oh and my god, Marissa! Marissa, I love you, you. I mean, no one else, anyone that doesn't go to Princeton, won't know what a pre-read is. But the pre-read is President Eisgrove. I'm pretty sure who's the current yes. university president implemented this pre-read, which I love the idea. It's everyone gets sent a book. It's the same book for mm-hmm. all the incoming freshmen of that year. Um, and when you get on campus, everyone's read this book. Well, yes. supposedly. Um, <laughs> I've heard of people who don't, but I read it. Okay, don't spill. Don't, don't, don't rat other people out. Um, I am. Read your books. Okay, read the book because it's a great book. If you haven't read it, I would still recommend reading it. But, um, everyone's read this book and everyone can talk about it. And yes. we have a big pre-read assembly. And we got to meet the author of our book, who is Maria Ressa. Love her, Maria Ressa. Listen to our podcast. If we love Maria you. Maria Ressa is listening to this. I we love her biggest fan. She's amazing. Hearing her speak, it was just such a great experience, and it, it kind of culminated that whole process yeah, of the Yeah, it pre-read. did. It was, oh my gosh. It was amazing. I love her. Okay, so that those were our favorite parts. Also, I have to say that I'm so glad that, like, so many people enjoyed her book because I thought that I was biased for loving it so much because... She's Filipino, and I'm Filipino, if you guys didn't know that. (laughs) And her immigration experience was eerily similar to that of my father. So when I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, like, so amazing. I can't believe that everyone gets to, like, get a glimpse. Everyone at Princeton, at least, has a Mm -hmm. glimpse into, like, what it is to be a Filipino-American, like, experiences. And Maria Ressa herself is so inspirational. Her career is amazing. Look her up if you're not going to read her book, because she's so cool. But... It was so nice to, like, have part of my heritage kind of explained and, like, put into the light because of her. So, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, that was definitely a highlight of orientation. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next Friday with another pod. In the meantime, stay swag!